Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, June 15th. In Revelation 1.8, Yeshua says of himself, I am the Alpha and Omega, the Aleph and Tav, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Did you know that if you read Genesis 1.1 in Hebrew, there is an Aleph Tav right smack dab in the middle of that verse? Truly, Yeshua, the Aleph Tav, is there in the beginning and the end. So, if you were reading your Bible in Hebrew, whenever you come across Aleph Tav, this is a direct reference to Yeshua. The acronym for Daily Audio Torah is D-A-T. In Hebrew, that is Dalit Aleph Tav. When you unpack that in the ancient Hebrew picture language, what it means is this, Doorway to the Aleph Tav. The Daily Audio Torah is your doorway to the Aleph Tav, your doorway to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Shalak Leka, and it means, Send for Yourself. Numbers 14, 31-45 Your children, who you said would be carried off, these will I allow to enter. They shall know the land that you have rejected. But your carcasses shall drop in this wilderness, while your children roam the wilderness for forty years, suffering for your faithlessness, until the last of your carcasses is down in the wilderness. You shall bear your punishment for forty years, corresponding to the number of days, forty days, that you scouted the land, a year for each day. Thus, you shall know what it means to thwart me. I, Hashem, have spoken. Thus will I do to all that wicked band that has banded together against me. In this very wilderness they shall die to the last man. As for the men whom Moses sent to scout the land, those who came back and caused the whole community to mutter against him by spreading evils about the land, those who spread such calumnies about the land died of plague by the will of Hashem. Of those men who had gone to scout the land, only Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, survived. 
When Moses repeated these words to all the Israelites, the people were overcome by grief. Early next morning they set out toward the crest of the hill country, saying, We are prepared to go up to the place that Hashem has spoken of, for we were wrong. But Moses said, Why do you transgress Hashem's command? This will not succeed. Do not go up, lest you be routed by your enemies, for Hashem is not in your midst. For the Amalekites and the Canaanites will be there to face you, and you will fall by the sword, inasmuch as you have turned from following Hashem, and Hashem will not be with you. Yet, defiantly, they marched toward the crest of the hill country, though neither Hashem's ark nor Moses stirred from the camp. And the Amalekites and the Canaanites who dwelt in that hill country came down and dealt them a shattering blow at Hormah. First Kings 14, 1-15-24 At that time Aviah, a son of Jeroboam, fell sick. Jeroboam said to his wife, Go and disguise yourself so that you will not be recognized as Jeroboam's wife, and go to Shiloh. Then Navi Akia lives there, the one who predicted that I would be king over his people. Take with you ten loaves, some wafers, and a jug of honey, and go to him. He will tell you what will happen to the boy. Jeroboam's wife did so. She left and went to Shiloh and came to the house of Akia. Now Akia could not see for his eyes had become sightless with age. But Hashem had said to Achiah, Jeroboam's wife is coming to inquire of you concerning her son who is sick. Speak to her thus and thus. When she arrives, she will be in disguise. Achiah heard the sound of her feet as she came through the door, and he said, Come in, wife of Jeroboam, why are you disguised? I have a harsh message for you. Go tell Jeroboam, thus said Hashem, the God of Israel, I raised you up from among the people and made you a ruler over my people Israel. I tore away the kingdom from the house of David and gave it to you. But you have not been like my servant David, who kept my commandments and followed me with all his heart, doing only what was right in my sight. You have acted worse Then all those who preceded you, you have gone and made for yourself other gods and molten images to vex me, and me you have cast behind your back. Therefore I will bring disaster upon the house of Jeroboam, and will cut off from Jeroboam every male, bond, and free in Israel. I will sweep away the house of Jeroboam utterly, as dung is swept away." Anyone belonging to Jeroboam who dies in the town shall be devoured by dogs, and anyone who dies in the open country shall be eaten by the birds of the air, for Hashem has spoken. As for you, go back home. As soon as you set foot in the town, the child will die. And all Israel shall lament over him and bury him. He alone of Jeroboam's family shall be brought to burial. For in him alone of the house of Jeroboam has some devotion been found to Hashem, the God of Israel. Moreover, Hashem will raise up a king over Israel who will destroy the house of Jeroboam this day and even now. Hashem will strike Israel until it sways like a reed in water. He will uproot Israel from this good land that he gave to their fathers and will scatter them beyond the Euphrates because they have provoked Hashem by the sacred posts that they have made for themselves 
He will forsake Israel because of the sins that Jeroboam committed and led Israel to commit. Jeroboam's wife got up and left, and she went to Tirzah. As soon as she stepped over the threshold of her house, the child died. They buried him, and all Israel lamented over him in accordance with the word that Hashem had spoken through his servant, the Navi Akiya. The other events of Jeroboam's reign, how much he fought and how he ruled, are recorded in the annals of the kings of Israel. Jeroboam reigned twenty-two years. Then he slept with his fathers, and his son Nadab succeeded him as king. Meanwhile, Rehoboam, son of Solomon, had become king in Yehudah. Rehoboam was forty-one years old when he became king, and he reigned seventeen years in Jerusalem, the city Hashem had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to establish his name there. His mother's name was Nema, the Ammonitess. Judah did what was displeasing to Hashem and angered him more than their fathers had done by the sins that they committed. They too built for themselves shrines, pillars, and sacred posts on every high hill and under every leafy tree. There were also male prostitutes in the land. Judah imitated all the abhorrent practices of the nations that Hashem had dispossessed before the Israelites. In the fifth year of King Rehoboam, King Shishak of Egypt marched against Jerusalem and carried off the treasures of the house of Hashem and the treasures of the royal palace. He carried off everything. He even carried off all the golden shields that Solomon had made. King Rehoboam had bronze shields made instead, and he entrusted them to the officers of the guard who guarded the entrance to the royal palace. Whenever the king went up into the house of Hashem, the guards would carry them and then bring them back to the armory of the guards. The other events of Rehoboam's reign and all his actions are recorded in the annals of the kings of Judah. There was continual war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam. Rehoboam slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. His mother's name was Nema, the Ammonitess. His son, Aviam, succeeded him as king. In the eighteenth year of King Jeroboam, son of Nebat, Aviam became king over Judah. He reigned three years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Makah, daughter of Abishalom. He continued in all the sins that his father before him had committed. He was not wholehearted with Hashem his God like his father David. Yet, for the sake of David, Hashem his God gave him a lamp in Jerusalem by raising up his descendant after him and by preserving Jerusalem. For David had done what was pleasing to Hashem and never turned throughout his life from all that he had commanded him, except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. There was war between Aviam and Jeroboam all the days of his life. The other events of Aviah's reign and all his actions are recorded in the annals of the kings of Yehuda. There was war between Aviam and Jeroboam. Aviam slept with his fathers. He was buried in the city of David, and his son Asa succeeded him as king. In the twentieth year of King Jeroboam of Israel, Asa became king over Judah. 
He reigned 41 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Makkah, daughter of Abishalom. Asa did what was pleasing to Hashem, as his father David had done. He expelled the male prostitutes from the land, and he removed all the idols that his ancestors had made. He also deposed his mother Makkah from the rank of queen mother, because she had made an abominable thing for the goddess Asherah. Asa cut down her abominable thing and burnt it in the Wadi Kidron. The shrines indeed were not abolished. However, Asa was wholehearted with Hashem, his God, all his life. He brought into the house of Hashem all the consecrated things of his father and his own consecrated things, silver, gold, and utensils. There was war between Asa and King Basha of Israel all their days. King Basha of Israel advanced against Judah, and he fortified Ramah to prevent anyone belonging to King Asa from going out or coming in. So Asa took all the silver and gold that remained in the treasuries of the house of Hashem, as well as the treasuries of the royal palace, and he entrusted them to his officials. King Asa sent them to King Ben-Hadad, son of Tabrimam, son of Hezion of Aram, who resided in Damascus with this message. There is a pact between you and me, and between your father and my father. I herewith send you a gift of silver and gold. Go and break your pact with King Basha of Israel, so that he may withdraw from me. Ben-Hadad responded to King Asa's request. He sent his army commanders against the towns of Israel and captured Ejon, Dan, Abel-Beth, Makkah, and all of Chinaroth, as well as all of the land of Naphtali. When Basha heard about it, he stopped fortifying Ramah and remained in Terza. Then King Asa mustered all Judah with no exemptions, and they carried away the stones and timber with which Basha had fortified Ramah. With these, King Asa fortified Geba of Benjamin and Mitzpah. All the other events of Asa's reign, and all his exploits, and all his actions, and the towns that he fortified are recorded in the annals of the kings of Judah. However, in his old age he suffered from a foot ailment. Asa slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of his father David. His son Jehoshaphat succeeded him as king. Acts 10, 1-23 There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian Band, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people, and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming into him and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers and your alms are coming up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodges with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell you what you ought to do. And when the angel which spoke to Cornelius had departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew near, 
to the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And he saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been a great sheet, knit at the four corners and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spoke to him again the second time, What God has cleansed, do not call common. This was done three times, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Now while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen would mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate, and called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, was lodging there. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men seek you. Arise, therefore, and go down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent to him from the Cornelius, and said, Behold, I am he whom you seek. What is the cause for why you have come? And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, and one that fears God, and of good report among all the nations of the Jews, was warned from God by a holy angel to send for you into his house, and to hear words of you. Then called he them in and lodged them. Psalm 133, 1-3 Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that runs down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments, as the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life, forevermore. Proverbs 17, 7 and 8 Excellent speech becomes not a fool, much less do lying lips a prince. A gift is as precious stone in the eyes of him that has it. Wherever it turns, it prospers. I want to speak to you today from Acts chapter 10, and we see a critical new turn happening in the gospel going out. And in Acts chapter 10, our key central figure character here is Cornelius, and Cornelius is a Roman, but he's a righteous and a godly man. And he gives alms to the poor. He gives alms to the Jewish people. He prays and he seeks after God. And so then the Holy Spirit comes and an angel actually comes to him and tells him, "Um, your prayers have been heard and your alms and your prayers are memorial before the Lord. Send these men to Joppa. And look for one Simon, whose surname is Peter, and he will tell you what you ought to do. So three men are sent to Peter. Now Peter is upstairs, and he's uh, taking a nap, and he has a dream. 
And in the dream, he sees a sheet coming down from heaven with all kinds of animals, including unclean animals, on the sheet. And then he hears the voice of God say, eat, rise, Peter, and eat. And Peter says, no, 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 I've never eaten anything unclean. And the voice spoke to him, what God has cleansed, do not call unclean. Now, many people have misunderstood and misinterpreted the meaning of this vision. They think that the meaning of this vision is, okay, now it's okay for you to eat whatever you like. You can eat pork, you can eat shellfish, you can eat whatever you like. God has cleansed it. That's not what this vision is talking about. And so back then, in the Jewish culture, they were not allowed to have fellowship, especially table fellowship with uh, non-Jews. A non-Jew could not come into their home and sit down and have a meal. They were considered unclean. They were goyim. And so the Jews really kept to themselves and they did not allow a Gentile to cross their doorway and to come and sit down and have a meal with them. And so in the very next chapter, in chapter 11, well, notice that Peter has this vision three times. The sheet comes down out of the heavens three times. And then three men come knocking on the door, calling him. So the three times that he has the vision is connected to these three men. And these three men are on a mission. And the mission is, Peter, you need to come with us. We need to bring you to the house of Cornelius. And remember, Cornelius is the very first Gentile, the non-Jew. He's Roman who's going to hear the gospel and receive it. So Peter goes with these three men, and in the next chapter, we see the mystery revealed and the the paradigm is unlocked and unsealed to us. So Peter speaks to uh, Cornelius in his home, and in Acts chapter 11, starting in verse 13, He told us how he had seen an angel standing in his house who said to him, Send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, and he will tell you words by which you and all your household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them as upon us at the beginning. Remember Acts chapter 2. And then I remembered the word of the Lord, and how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If therefore God gave them the same gift, that is the Holy Spirit, as he gave us when we believed on the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, who was I, that I could withstand God. And when they heard these things, they became silent, and they glorified God, saying, Then God has also granted to the Gentiles repentance to life. So the meaning of that sheet and the unclean animals is that the gospel now is for all. It's not just for the Jews. It's for all people, for all mankind, for the goyim, for the Gentiles, for the non-Jews, for those that the Jewish community considered as unclean, which means you can sit down and have table fellowship with a Gentile. You can let them cross your doorway and sit down and have a meal with them. They are no longer considered unclean. You can have table fellowship because the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit has come upon them, and God is no respecter of persons. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song, The Blessing. 
sung by Elevation Worship.
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.